And you won't find happiness in the billfold, in the major company, and your stocks are off the charts. But at the end of the day, I know countless people who are wealthy, but they go home and they're empty. Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey everybody, Victor Marks here. Welcome to another edition of the Victor Marks Show. Uh, we're excited today because I got a colleague. I have a friend and a colleague on the program. For those of you who are just listening, you, you definitely got to go over to the YouTube channel, subscribe, hit subscribe, and watch. Because this, what we're talking, this is the epitome of a man. I'm talking. <laughs> 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 He's. I, I, it, not too many guys I, I, I look up to or think, I better change my protein diet because <laughs> this dude has swole up. And uh, uh, he loves the Lord. So I, I call him Brother John, Little John. <laughs> it, you, you're going to tell everybody your last name. Because, uh, <laughs> and, and where does it derive from? All right, so I'll give my full name is John. My middle name is Kanayo Chukwu, which means oh I will keep trusting and pleading in God. <laughs> and then my last name is Amon Chukwu, which means I know God. So it comes from Nigeria. So thank God for the John part, right? You ain't kidding. And there's actually a lot of strong believers in Nigeria. We've done some work over there before. Some yeah, on fire. I, I, would, I would like to know the lineage from the New Testament to Nigeria. Who who went there and spread the gospel, and uh, mm. but uh, anyway, brother, good to have you on the program. Thank you so much, Victor, for having me on. It's a blessing to be with you. I look up to you. Here's the thing, man. You 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 remind me of the uncle that every young man wants. That cool <laughs> fighting. <laughs> Uncle with swagger, with power, with strength. If you if you go into a fight, you can tell him to come help you. If you need some support, he's got it. He drives fast. He walks with his chest <laughs> squared. You're that uncle that everybody wants. So thank you, Victor, for having me on your show. <laughs> oh man, that's fun to hear, and uh, that's kind of how I've been tagged around Turning Point USA, uh, which is where we're colleagues as we're contributors. Because, yes. you know, they're like, hey, you're, you're that one uncle that travels the world, done some stuff, come back, you got stories all day long. Yes. And, uh, and you know where the bodies are buried and you have shovels. So <laughs> uh, 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 it's it's fun. My wife and I were talking about how I'm the, the, the oldest contributor uh, sure. on Turning Point USA by a couple of decades. It's not a small thing. And right. it's very it's, – it's, it's, it's such a great honor. And it's yes. humbling to be part of such a strong movement. And right. there are people listening right now. Turning Point USA, and we're directly related to the division TPS USA Faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Kirk started this about 10 years ago. And, yes. I mean, he worked a good solid eight years before anybody knew much about him, so to sure. speak. 
and he is a faithful young man. I, I think he made 29 or something. Right. And uh, I'm I'm stoked to be able to know him and his wife, my wife and I, and 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 be able to do a little mentoring and love on them. Because yes. folks, especially if you're my generation, I mean, you don't really necessarily know who's who in the zoo. Um, <laughs> and 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 I can tell you, Charlie is someone you not only have to keep your eye on; you need to follow him. Right. Get on I his agree. podcast. Listen to him. Yes. In some yes. ways, he's a savant. Yes. Uh, it, it's but you can see God's hand on him, and the same way for my friend and guest today, John, uh, who it's apparent God's because look, uh, why you? I mean, why why do you have such a place of prominence? Uh, and and don't tell me just because you're a black conservative. Uh, because there's, there's more than people know you are a committed, uh, gifted father, dad, uh, husband, uh, but you speak with an authority that catches people's attention Mm. and, Mm. and it's not, it's not a show folks. This is who, who he is. It's spoken out of conviction and passion that, uh, again, like Charlie, that that only, I think only the Lord can bring stuff like that. But t- tell my listeners and uh, followers a little bit about your background and how you got to this place. Well, thank you so much. Well, I, I gave my life to Christ uh, when I was in college at uh, North Carolina State University. The Lord saved me at the age of uh, 19. What were you and majoring I, in? Uh, sports management. I wanted oh, wow. to go on and to be an agent, you know, but oh, the yeah. Lord took me down a different path. But yeah, I can see uh, that. While, while being in uh, college, you know, gave my life to Christ, and I joined a church called Upper Room Church of God in watch Christ. Out. Oh, watch out now. That's like that's like three <laughs> names in one. You know something's going to happen there. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> and so I joined a church in 2004, and I'm still a member at that church. Really? I met my wife at that church. Oh, come on. And so, and, and the rest is history. And so for every that. young man, number yeah. one, give your life to Christ, find the right church, get mm-hmm. married young, start a family, and make sure you have a good job. You know, and so for me, that has been really the formula that has been the uh, the success model for me and for my family. And um, I have a wonderful relationship with my pastor, and he also happens to be my father-in-law. Oh, and so I can that. think back to uh, 2005 or six. You know, when I was fresh in ministry. I didn't know much, you know what I mean? But I had passion. I had zeal. Yeah, yeah. And one New Year's night, he laid hands on me at the end of the service. Watch he out. Whisp- he whispered in my ear and he said, you know what? God has called you to be a warrior preacher. Uh, a warrior preacher. All right? I, I like that. Oh, yes. And wow. so at the time, I, did, I didn't know 
um, what kind of style of preacher that God had called me to be. All I knew was that you, you just grab the Bible and you go. And, you know, during that time frame, I was more so into sensationalism, you know, right, and trying right. to say it well rather than having yeah. things contextually sound and all of that good mm -hmm. stuff and truly defending the faith. But he let me know mm -hmm. that night that, man, go home and throw away all of those old Baptist sermons that you had and, and, and get, get rid of those because it was pretty much the um, the minority Baptist preachers who were doing the hooping and the antics and things of that right. nature when they right. preached, you know, preaching with a cadence. So I was studying that stuff, but he wanted me to be a defender of the faith who had a biblical worldview. And I really mm. believe that that was a watershed moment for me. That was the thing that set me on the right path for God to call me to be doing the things that I'm doing today. So I'll always honor my father-in-law for that. Uh, it's, uh, I love hearing that because that's needed and that's God's plan. Yes. Uh, for, for an older guy to speak the truth yes. and invest in the, in the younger men mm. uh, to help them, I, I would say, make it through the minefield, whether mm -hmm. it's ministry or business or family, uh, because they've walked it. They, they understand right. it. Right. And, and for you to have your father-in-law do that, that that's incredible. Yes. Um, <laughs> yep. I, 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 I'd say this too. You're giving advice to young men listening now, because mm -hmm. th this is the one thing that, that I, I've, I've noticed about you is your a lot of guys let, let me how can i best explain this there's a lot of men who they don't know their full identity yet <laughs> and i'm not convinced you're going to learn it at 18 sure or or 25 or even 35 i i it, you can get the foundational rock but you're growing and learning and and That's i true. think in my life and i was 40 I was 40 before I realized that so much pain and weirdness I'd gone through, uh, God was turning it for a purpose in a way I never thought possible. Right. But it, you're never less than before you come into that place. It's just part of the journey. Yes. And I try to tell young men, stop trying to stop trying to be something <laughs> right. and just be you. <laughs> That's good. You know, fi find yourself in the pecking order. If you're in a yes. room and there's an there's uh, this <laughs> unmistakable alpha male, don't <laughs> don't don't try to nose and nose him. Uh, and and I'll tell you, folks, most true alpha males are quiet. That's true. Yeah. Am I right? That's they, true. Because yes. yes. they're just they're just being, <laughs> and, they, and and they wait. Uh, and they, they wait. wait and they wait <laughs> i i i would think about i was at a rep the republican club in dc where there was a bunch of well-known folks and right. a, uh, a very well-known older congressman brought me and a uh one of my coworkers in and there's guys smoking drinking and you know pontificating and they were younger, but well-known congressmen. I never forget. And they were talking about ISIS and Iraq, and these guys were like, "Oh yeah." And, and I'm thinking, this guy that, you know, this older congressman who's seen it, done it. I mean, he was 
President Reagan's speechwriter. Wow. Uh, That's yeah, saying something. And, yeah, and he had been he he's just quiet and I'm watching and then I'll never forget one of the guys starts talking about, you know, him cheating on his wife and sure. uh, you know, her and you know, all that. And right. me and my me and my friend are just quiet. And right. then they start talking about ISIS more in Iraq mm. and what should be done. And the older congressman goes, let me reintroduce, let, let me reintroduce my friends. <laughs> and he, he introduced me and he's like, uh, Victor, didn't you just come back from Iraq? I said, yeah, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. And he goes, didn't, weren't you fighting and freeing? I said, yeah. And, uh, and then my friend was actually in Delta and he was, a, he was a troop commander, uh, a lot of experience and mm -hmm. it just shut these two guys down they got real quiet right oh sure uh, sure right because they didn't know who and again it was interesting because after this all kind of settled down i went to the younger guy who was laughing at his friends you know cheating on his wife and all that type of stuff and i said hey man can i ask you something he goes yes yes sir i said uh isn't your dad a preacher <laughs> and he goes yes sir i said i bet he's praying for you mm, that's good and I, I said you got to stop following you, you need to start leading with integrity for yes, what you yes. know and i said i'll be praying for you you know unfortunately this guy he he didn't listen to i'm sure the wisdom of many and sure. he he is not in a good place right now at all in his life that's so uh, sad. You know, the struggle yeah. for many men can be summed up in the three B's. The ball field, the billfold, and the bedroom. Bedroom, yep. The ball field. Every guy wants to talk about the home run that they hit <laughs> in middle school right. or high school. <laughs> or how many touchdowns they caught. Or how many tackles they had. Or whatever sport it is, if they box, you know, I knocked this guy out, you know, in the first round, you know, the, the ball field. We always want to compete, and that's what we really ascertain our significance for masculinity and manhood from. You know, it's, it comes from what we do athletically oftentimes. And then it's the billfold. How much money do you have? How much is in your portfolio? You know, I have about 20 million. Well, I have 30 million, you know, all that good stuff. So we, we match wits on who has the biggest company or who has the most money, all of that stuff. And then it's the bedroom. The question is always, well, how many girls have you been with, right? <laughs> you know, you're right. young body man, count. you're 16, the body count. So, you know, I, you, you're 18. And so how many girls have you been with? Have you been with 5, 10, or 20? But then you recognize this, that the three Bs, the ball field, the billfold and the bedroom is oftentimes the three areas where most men struggle. Yeah. They struggle in those areas and those things can become cords that attach themselves to us and drive us down a slippery slope. And that's why um, I, 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 I receive what you said as it relates to me having the right identity and knowing who I am at a young age. I'm 38 years of, um, of age. Um, but I have an old soul. Yeah, you do. And I, I, I really truly believe that it's the gospel. It's God who gives mm. us our, our identity. You know, I'm a chosen generation. I'm a royal 
priesthood. I'm a peculiar people. That's who God sees me as. I don't have to look for the three B's, the ball field, the billfold, and the bedroom as a means of saying that I am a man, but I found my worth and value in Christ. And, you know, everyone is formed and shaped with a God-shaped vacuum. There's a part of us, right, that longs to connect with the creator. And Mm. you won't find happiness in the billfold, in the major company, and your stocks are off the charts. But at the end of the day, I know countless people who are wealthy, but they go home and they're empty. Oh, yeah. You're speaking the the truth. (laughs) Yes, sir. And and folks, listen to this because... We're our nation's in an identity crisis right now. Oh yes, yes. And uh, both John and I believe that our nation, before God, needs to repent, mm. starting mm. in the church. Yes. And there, there are so many pastors that have bought into the, you know, w- what really is success for <laughs> the church? Numbers, uh, even social media, you know, followers. It's. And it's crazy. I think success for me in my strong back, weak mind mentality (laughs) is success is just obedience. I love it. I love it. It's it's because I've told people, look, uh, you know, if you hear that I get killed while on a mission, Mm -hmm. don't you dare think that the devil won. Because I so believe we're in the center of God's will with what we're doing, that if God desires to be glorified through my death, whether blown up or whatever, then, man, praise the name of the Lord forever. Mm. And and we we talk about successful people. Yes. Uh, You attract them. And it'll be more and more and more because people go, wow, this dude's settled. There's mm. something different. And they'll right. talk to you. I mean, me, me and you were at an event recently <laughs> where people were slinging some cash now. <laughs> uh, it was a fundraiser. But I remember I'm at a table where this person goes, yeah, I'll donate quarter of a million. I was like, <laughs> oh, look at you. And another person, quarter of a million, I'm like, well, y'all in some tall cotton. I ain't, <laughs> I, I ain't even in that field. But it, it's uh. But then you talk to them when you check out their marriage. Some of sure. them, sure, sure, they're hurting, they're right. struggling. That's they right. could have successful business. Mm. So, folks, listen. Uh, we you can never go wrong with just trusting, obeying, like that old hymn, trust right. and obey, for there's no other way. That's it uh, to That's be it. happy it, than in Jesus. And I and and I love that you brought that up because people need, especially young men, but even women. Sure, sure. Oh, you and I are influencers on social media. Oh yeah. And and uh, which uh, I, it, you scroll and you start seeing now our our organization, we we hunt for traffickers and whatnot. So oh, man, we get eyefuls of everything. Sure, sure. And and we're looking uh, to help identify. And then recover and bust bad dudes, but there's so many girls out there who really don't know who they are. That's true. They they live behind filters. That's right. 
or, or they're they're putting their and it it breaks my heart because I'm like we're over here trying to stop traffickers. That's right. We're going after pedophiles, mm-hmm. and millions of you girls are just you know laying it all out there on social media. Yeah. With with no reservations, and again, it's because they don't know who they are. Right. Uh, and I tell girls, you, you, the way you dress or carry yourself is like a fish lure. That's what you're <laughs> going to attract. So if you a piece of uh, chum in the water, just right. meat, you, you're going right. to get a shark. He's That's coming. Right. Yeah, That's you right. know, a piranha. Uh, That's right. It, it's much better to to be able to position yourself to find a a good man who's what I would call a dangerous gentleman. And that's you. You're a dangerous gentleman. And I like I've that. seen I've seen the look. I've had the folks I always wait for a final judgment on a man when I'm assessing a man till I look in his wife's eyes. Mm. When I can see the way she looks at him when right. he talks, how she carries herself, and brother, you're the real deal. And so oh, is your man. lovely bride. Uh, y'all have really, uh, which which makes me pray for y'all because mm. y'all are younger. You're right in the mix. You're on the front lines. Right. And I want people to get to know you. What, sure. what, what are some good ways people can start to follow you to kind of understand your content? Give us any ways. Yeah, so you can follow me on Facebook and uh, on Twitter and on Instagram, on Facebook at John K. Amanchukwu Sr. We'll put the <laughs> the correct spelling of my name in the show notes. There right? you go. <laughs> but you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at R-E-V-W-U Truth. That's Rev Woo Truth. R-E-V-W-U Truth. And just to give you some insight into what I'm doing, um, I'm a pastor, a youth pastor. I've been serving at the Upper Room Church of God in Christ for the past uh, 16 years in the role of a pastor, whether it was a youth pastor or a college pastor, somewhere working in youth ministry. Um, I recently uh, authored uh, my first book called Erased that was released through Salem uh, Books. Uh, the The book focuses on critical race theory and abortion. During the summer of 2020, I was encountered by a black father at an abortion clinic that I'd served at for nearly eight years trying to save babies. Mm. This black father walked up to me wearing a BLM shirt, and he asked me a question that I will never forget. He said, why are you out here fighting a white man's issue? Wow. Now, on that Saturday morning, 70% of the people outside of the abortion clinic were white trying Mm. to save the babies Mm. but nearly 80 to 85 percent of the customers in the abortion clinic prepared to abort their baby they were black including this man's girlfriend but he's going to ask me why am i out here fighting a white man's issue now i was very upset i was upset for many reasons the question and he came too close when he asked the question all right yep but then When you think about it, he was a walking poster child for critical race theory. If I were to ask him what was the definition of critical race theory, he'll probably tell me that I don't know. Mm. But, you know, in critical race theory, they see racism in all things and at all times. They view people as groups and not as 
individuals. So in that instance, then, you know, I was out there serving the white man's need. And I say this all the time, that standing against abortion is not a white evangelical worldview. It's a biblical worldview. The Bible tells us in Exodus 20 and 13 that thou shalt not kill. In Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19, the Bible lets us know that there are seven things that God hates, one of which is the shedding of innocent blood. And then we just saw what happened in Georgia. Raphael Warnock, a black man who claims to be a pro-choice pastor. Let me settle this once and for all. There is no such thing as a pro-choice Christian no way. Or a pro-choice pastor. I have my Bible here. I can't find a reference anywhere in this book, right, that gives us the support of killing innocent people and or the unborn. It's not there. But then when you consider this, that black America is on life support. Mm. Hear me. Black America mm. is on life mm. support. In order to sustain a population, you need to have at least 2.1 births over 25 years to sustain that people group. Okay. In 1950, the fertility rate for the black community was 3.6. In 1973, the year that they enacted Roe v. Wade, it went down to 2.3. In 2016, the fertility rate in the black community went down to 1.832. Oh my gosh. In 2017, it was 1.824. In 2018, 1.792. In 2019, it's 1.774. And I think it's around 1.7 to 1.69 as we speak. Whenever... A person is getting ready to die and they have only 23 hours to live. Something sets in called death rattle. Right. A person begins to breathe and they and they breathe out and it makes a rattling sound as that takes place. Black America is experiencing a death rattle Mm. and the people who should be standing up. And championing the cause of the unborn and speaking up for the black community should be the black pastors. But Raphael Warnock, a man who claims to be pro-choice, is supporting the killing of the unborn to the demise of the black community. He He doesn't love the black community. He's a puppet. He's the kind of Negro that Margaret Sanger loved. There you go. Margaret Sanger said that she wanted to exterminate the black population and that she would use the black preacher to help her in doing so when dealing with rebellious Negroes. So I'm I'm, I'm labeled as a rebellious Negro today because I believe that all babies, black, white, Hispanic, Pacific Islander, Asian, other, it doesn't matter. All life should have an opportunity to live. But Raphael Warnock, even consider the NAACP, all right? An organization that was formed for the advancement of colored people. Today, their focus is not the advancement of colored people. The focus is the advancement of queer people. Wow. And so I I didn't know there was a switch. 
There, there was a switch uh, about fifteen, uh, uh, about fifteen years ago. The NAACP was in the red. All right. Mm-hmm. And they had to find a way to bring in more revenue, more funding, go. more support. Yep. You know, when you start selling lifetime membership, <laughs> that <know>. tells you, <laughs> you you're, getting, you're getting ready to go belly up. The boat's leaking. The boat <laughs> it is. is leaking. Right. And so Ben Jealous, he took over as president of the National NAACP. He brought on the cause of the LGBTQ community. He allowed people who chose a perverted lifestyle to put their lifestyle on equal par as the struggles that blacks experienced through oh the Jim gosh. Crow era. No way. And that's the reason why the LGBTQ community feels comfortable saying that their plight and dealing with, you know, the atrocities of people shunning them for a lifestyle that's a death style. And they practice behavior that even the animal kingdom knows that they shouldn't practice. They today now put a brown stripe and a black stripe in their multicolored rainbow, wow. signifying the struggle that blacks have endured through the civil rights movement. You, you know, you would think that the black community would be up in arms about that. Yes. Go, are you kidding me? Sure. And, and, and I want to back up regarding what I call a self-inflicted genocide. Yes, yes. Uh, and I recently posted on this, I, you know, why? Mm. Why specifically the black community is the abortion rate so high? It, it goes beyond, it goes beyond, you know, a horrific form of birth control. Sure, There's sure. a much, the diabolical, and I think Sanger, she was used of the wicked one. Yes. Uh, but here, here's what I'm going to say. I think that the black community, and we can say brown, and but, but I'm saying the black community. Yeah. Oh, yeah, say it. The, the culture, the people group, even the diversity within sure. is a threat to the mm. devil. Yes, yeah. Uh, because they bring to the table gifts, strengths, passion, mm-hmm. right. uh, th- things that are specific to the black community. Sure. And the enemy, I mean, from uh, the, 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 from inventions sure. to athletics to courage sure. to uh, all of it, education, the, the whole nine yards. I, and I, I really believe the black community needs to wake up to the devil's tactics to destroy them this is so true and so good you know historically the black community received their information even about politics from the church okay right you know there was there was a time when reverend jesse jackson believed that abortion was black genocide all right but when he switched and ran as a democrat as president he sold his community down a river Yep. And he would no longer call it black genocide. All right. They transitioned to calling it now today reproductive justice. Oh, right? gosh. Yeah. And, you know, um, 
we have to be careful with the term justice. All justice is not justice, right? Right. Uh, right. The, the, the Bible lets us know about the true model of justice. It says, learn to do right and then seek justice. Yeah. So today, unrighteousness is labeled as justice. Right. Right. We want justice for the transgender who wants to go into the public school system and read at drag queen story hour to our five year old kids. We, we, we want justice for that today in this country. All right. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, even with the black community, but just across the board, we need a revival in this country. Yes. Right. Our focus yeah. should not be on winning the next election election. Right. The midterm right. elections are over, but we don't need to turn America red or blue. We need to turn right. it back to God. It's the truth. <laughs> All right. It, it, it is. the. Then we everything need, will be right. Yes, it, it, it will. We need to bring morality back to the nation. Yes. You know, but 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 as but as a black as a black pastor, man, I, I, I'm upset. I'm angry with the black community. I'm angry yeah. with the black yeah. leaders and the black preachers, the black athletes, the the LeBron Jameses of the world. I'm 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 upset with uh, your Shaquille O'Neal's and these men who have powerful platforms and could do more to speak up about true issues. You know, the, the leading issue in our community that's destroying us and hurting us the most Many blacks will say it's white supremacy, and I disagree with that. The greatest threat to the upward mobility of the black man and the black woman is not white supremacy. It's fatherlessness. That's it. Right. The number one. The number one issue is fatherlessness. It's fathers who have simply become sperm donors. Yep. Yeah. They had that one night stand. They enjoyed that woman. And then they left, left her with the baby. And now that child is being raised with one parent. That is not the will of God. And it speaks towards the destructive behaviors and the lack of leadership in the black community because nearly 78% of black homes don't have two parents in the home. Say that again. Nearly Nearly. 78% of black homes don't have two parents in the home. It's oftentimes just a mother taking care of the family. Okay. And so, yeah, we, we need our leading black voices in America to focus on that. Stop worrying about the KKK and the white supremacists and the white man that's holding you down and keeping you from realizing the American dream when people can come to this country, speak English as a second language and still make it to own a business and buy out strip malls. Okay. There you go. If you can do that in this country, there is no excuse. So critical race theory is a victimhood mentality. It's an excuse. It allows people to hide behind the fact that the reason why they're not successful is because of them. Yep. No, I can't blame it on you. It's the individual. It's no personal responsibility taken. Right. And, uh, you know, the, the, when black lives matter came out, I did, I did a quick assessment and, and I said, well, I hope that this movement isn't hijacked and it can better you, you know move forward uh the, the black community 
And and from its DNA and inception, it was horrible. Yes. And, and I knew it. Uh, and then now we've all seen it. it sure. It's about the money. Yes. It's it's it, And the, the people that use BLM the most was right. the white Democratic politician. <laughs> it, you, you got you, it. You, you want to know, uh, hey, they pimped the black community out once again. Yes. Uh both with their passion. Yes. And 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 made it dysfunctional for their cause. Yes. Not 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 and it's like guys just uh we think of major inner cities Chicago. Chicago's sure. more of a battleground than Iraq. And <laughs> yes. and and people know it. Pe- people are starting to see it. I have a spiritual son from Compton. That's where he's originally from. Yeah. And he ended up uh, playing in the NFL and, and did really well. I'll introduce it to him. Um, he, he earned two degrees uh, in college before he went pro. Wow. And, wow. Um, and then has real estate holdings and, you know, really good businessman. But guess what? He called me. Uh, he texted me about a week ago and he said, Papa, I'm going into ministry. Mm. And I said, mm. okay. My God. Um, so I'm both excited and concerned, <laughs> right, that he right, doesn't right. get swayed by the wrong pastor's mindset, right? And and he 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 he, he stays solid, uh, yes, because there's so much potential in him, yes, and, yes, and uh, you know, so I, I, I just to me, uh, in the last the, <laughs> I, I'll say it publicly because we're we're definitely uh being more forthright with but in the last week me and my team have prayed for uh over 50 people that have demonic assignments against them come on some people manifested some people's cold calm sure but every life was struggling and when we prayed there was breakthrough on every one of them come on come on and ultimately that's what it is Yes. Me and you, me and you know again another one of our colleagues, Big Steve. Yes, Stephen. Yes. You know he. We're speaking at that event, <laughs> and he gets up and goes, "I was addicted to porn since I was 12. Mm. And everybody's like, "Whoa, this is supposed to be a free America." <laughs> Steve, Steve gets up and says, "Victor prayed for me, and I had demonic stuff on me. It broke." He Good. says it's been months, and I never, I don't, I have not even wanted to look at it. Come on! And then I end up having the privilege of marrying him, and Daisy, his his sweet bride. Yes, yes. So yes. Th- this is the bigger picture, yes. where it w- you know we focus on the black community because that that is a strategic uh, um, plan of the enemy to destroy True. it specifically through this death culture. Yes. Yes. You know, and I just think how many of those babies right. did God want to use in a yes. powerful, powerful way? Correct. Um, but ultimately, the big picture is it is this battle. Right. Uh, it's like you said, it's it's spiritually right. people need to come to faith because they're yes. they're they're Republicans, uh, yes. just like Democrats that are lost. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. Lost, and they need Jesus big time. That's right. And, and, and you're right, uh, talking about BLM. They wanted to destroy the nuclear family. 
Yes. Right. And nothing destroys the black community like the lack of fathers being present. Right there. So and from it, was, the, it was in there and you could read it. It was on the website. It was right there. They made it plain. We we want to dismantle the yeah. nuclear family. What does that mean? I mean, were they talking about <laughs> nuclear science? No. They were talking get the about man we're, out. We're, Get, put the man, the man out. out. Well, why do they want to put the man out? Because the BLM was founded by three lesbians. And I know a couple of them at least were witches. Yes, they were witches. Uh, they, yes, they practice uh, necromancy. Okay. Tell which people is what where, that is. Which is when you call for a person's spirit, you know, um, you, you can call um, uh, Saul. Let me say it this way. Saul went to the witch of Endor in the Old Testament, yep. Yep. trying to call forth the spirit of Samuel. Holy smokes. All right. And when they when they were marching the streets and shout, shout her name, say her name, Breonna Taylor, say his name, George Floyd, say his name, Michael Brown. Really, what they were doing were invoking the, their spirits and bringing them back. That's necromancy. Which is so people understand, because once you dead, you dead. Yes, there's yes. summoning demons. That's that is the that's the lie. And yes, it, it, yes. it goes right back into the level of demonic influence against mm -hmm. our nation. Is it's mind boggling, and pastors tend to be scared. I have found or ignorant to want to deal with it. Right, um, right, and. We we need that awakening within the church for pastors yes, to go. Uh, uh, like my wife says, I had a pastor call me one time. We had just flown in. We were tired, man. He's like, sure. hey, I got somebody here at the church. I really think they got demon presence on them. And can you help? And and my bride from across the room yells, it's just a demon, pastor. Deal with it. <laughs> I was like, honey, he, he may not know how. He may not be equipped. She's like, oh, my gosh. It's I love it. Who cares? Uh, yes. So, yeah, yes. she has no fear. And, and believers need to walk in our authority in that. Yes. And, and see the, the battle. Because doesn't the Bible say that what we can't see is more real than what we can? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it, it, it's yeah. clear. It's, there is, we are wrestling against principalities, against wickedness against rulers of darkness, right? In We're not wrestling places. against, in, yeah. in high places. We're not wrestling against flesh and flesh blood, and what blood. we can see. You know, Satan doesn't present himself as a, a person who's set on fire with a pitchfork, you know, dressed right. in red. No, he shows up in what we like, Yeah. right? Yep. And what they did through BLM was make a God out of skin tone. Oh, my goodness. Right? Which is why I'm against white supremacy and yep. black supremacy, but yep. I'm for God supremacy. Yeah. Okay? I like that. I, I, I'm, I'm against it all. And the same thing for uh, Dr. King. He was against white supremacy and black right. supremacy. You can make a God out of skin tone, a false God at that. You hey, know, and which is the... Can I pause real quick? Yes. My father-in-law marched with Martin Luther King Jr., Come on. In some Alabama. Look at that. <laughs> and he's still alive. He yes. He's not far from us. I sit at that man's feet. He's 88 years old. And I'm Come like, on. tell me more. What yes. was that? Yes. Tell, tell me more. Yes. 
but yeah, it's uh, you know, we're we're it, it, the the battle. Now, I will say this: there are times I've seen the manifestation of evil, sure, through sure. people, sure. and uh, and you know, I was just talking to my kids. I said, you know what, because uh, all of our children are adults now, uh, and and but but our young ones, seventeen and eighteen, I just said, you know. There's a reason why mom and dad don't, don't go to the club mm. while we're not drinking. And, you know, and, and people, if they want to uh, sip a little bit, fine. I said, but, you know, uh, when, when you start, there's a fine line between, oh, I feel relaxed and I'm drunk. <laughs> and it, 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 But I told my daughter, I said, Gee, sweetie, you know they call it spirits for a reason. <laughs> they do. True. It opens up doors. And then yes. you see some of the most weirdest, horrible things happen. Just when people are on liquor, they ain't got to be on crack, <laughs> you know, ju- just just liquor. Yes. But um, you're raising a family. Yes. How 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 do you? How many kids you got now? I have uh, three children. Three children. Uh, my, my oldest is John Patrick. He's 13. My middle child is Pamela. She's 12. Mm. Uh, and then my youngest is John Jr. He, he's soon to be six on December 27th. Oh, so I, 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 I have three and, you know, they are we're, we're training them to be warriors for Christ. Uh, they come out with us to the abortion clinic when we make it out. You know, we keep them involved in the church, whether it's being on the media team or playing the drums or the bass or singing or presiding, you know, we, we parents should keep their children involved in church work. You know, don't just simply tell them to go and be participants. No, go right. and serve the church. This, the church isn't a country club, right? Right. You don't come here just to get your own Arnold Palmer and for someone uh-huh. to bring you some corn nuts. You know, right. You come, you come to the church to serve it, to yeah. contend for the faith to help be the person who pulls the cart. Not not consumerism only. Yes. That's, that's, that's what we have in our culture that yes. sadly has been brought into the church. And, and uh, you know, we, we brought our kids one summer to Iraq because uh, yes. we were doing, and we were like, hey, kids, camp this summer is going to be Camp Iraq. And, <laughs> and, and they were literally holding kids we had rescued from ISIS or recovered. Orphans whose parents were just murdered. It was all, you know, crazy. And we would tell our kids, hey, this baby, we don't know its name. Right. You got to name her. And they would give the kids names. Folks, don't be afraid to, man, call your children to a higher standard. Right. That's right. Uh, if you're going to settle for what our culture is, your, right. your kids, your kids going to get crushed. And I yes. love how you said warrior. Yes. It, moving forward, it's not optional. That's right. It, 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 you must be a warrior. And yes. for, I, I can't believe I've never heard the term warrior preacher. I really love that term. Yes, sir. I've called a lot of my friends who pastor and are in ministry, right. hey, you're a warrior. But I like warrior preacher. That's right. it, it, it's but our kids need to learn how to ward. They need to learn how to take every thought captive. Yes, they, they yes. need to know how to pray for someone. <laughs> yes. Well, but uh, one day, our front door opened up, and it was one of our kids, and they were like, "Hey," uh, because we had a cross for Easter in our yard, mm-hmm. and and some Satanists came and graffitied it. 
Right? Yes, they, yes. They got their feelings hurt because we were pro- proclaiming what we believed. So sure. they they marked all over it. It caused some kids in the neighborhood to come and go, what's this about? Because a, a news station came and all that. And once this all kind of calmed down that day, our door opened and one of our kids brought in a neighbor kid and said, hey, this, he doesn't know Jesus. So he needs to, can you tell him about coming to faith? I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, sure. It. And actually that kid did give his life to the Lord. Uh, several of the kids in the neighborhood and my wife was teaching a Bible study on Wednesday afternoons. And I forget she'd feed them snacks. They'd come. And then that summer we did a baptism in our little jacuzzi. And uh, so folks let the Christian, I mean, do you think the Christian life is boring? Oh, it's far from boring. You know, when you you. read, when you read the old Testament and the new Testament, you don't see boredom. Never. You see people, if you go to Hebrews chapter 11, you look at the people who are in the, what we call the hall of faith. I love that. These men and women did great exploits. Yes. You know, and the Bible says that they that know their God shall do great exploits. Right. I love if you, if, if you know your God, if you know what you've been called to do, if you're in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, he's going to teach your hands how to war and your fingers to fight. You are going to do some great exploits. You know, in closing, um, and I thank you for being so generous with bringing me on today, uh, Victor. But, you know, I went to a school board meeting uh, about a month and a half ago, and I spoke. I talked about the fact that in the public school system in Wake County and across this country, they have erected diversity, equity, and inclusion offices, right? Mm. And children are being indoctrinated into gender theory and queer theory, critical race theory. They've been taught the 1619 Project. Black kids are being told to hate the country, hate the flag, you know, all that good stuff, you know? Uh, and so that's what's being pushed. So I went and spoke about it. The video went viral. It's garnered over... 5 million views. And because of that one three-minute speech, I have received over 30 invites to go to school board meetings around the country. country, uh, Go figure, as far as Anchorage, Alaska. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Right? And so my focus for 2023 is to raise support and funding so that I can travel and go speak at these school board meetings. I even had a homosexual teacher send me an email and said, you know what? Please continue speaking up because you are my voice. You know, that, that meant something to me because I talked about the indoctrination of queer theory in the public school system. And he still sent me an email. He had been a teacher in Wake County for over 20 years. And he told me that I was his voice. That did something to me, something to me. You know, I I, I really believe that we should continue to speak up about these issues because there are people who want to hear the truth. They may not be living the right lifestyle, but you know, we're going to grow in grace as we hear the truth. There are people who are waiting for the truth to be preached so that, you, so that you can preach them out of their shackles and out of their chains and cords of bondage. And so I'm traveling the country in 2023. You know, if you want to support this How effort. How can we do this? Yes. How can we support you? Yes, you can go to johnamanchukwu.com. Okay, well, and the name will be in the show notes. I wish my name was as, last name was as simple as Mark's. Brother, right? I, I, I got to tell you, we, we got we to get you a new website, jwforjesus.com. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, you're, <laughs> we got, we got to shorten that up. I'm gonna get my team working on it. I'll be like, we're gonna, we, we're gonna do it maybe through Epic or something, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to get Jeff Roman on it. I mean, <laughs> John, <laughs> so it's John. It's John. Bear with me. Amanchukwu. dot com. A m a n c h u k w u. That's right. That's it. Dot com and it's John with an H, J O H N. I just want to tell folks that they don't think I'm smart. I was actually reading it off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> You're but, funny. Hey, look, look what I want to do. Uh, 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 we, we want to we we want to put our faith into action. We want to give you a thousand dollars toward no next year. Thank you, yeah. brother. Because Thank listen, the, so the 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 deal is. Uh, did I say a thousand U.S. dollars or dinar, Iraqi dinar, or was it pesos? I can't rem- I can't remember the. I think it was a thousand times twenty, something like that. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna post on our our social media platform about you and what you're doing. Sure. Uh, and I I really do hope that people listening understand. Uh, it's you know there are ministries that do ministry work, and and. For 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 no cost, yeah, sure, and sure. certainly school boards aren't going to support you. It's like me going to youth prisons, right? right. And, and and but folks, you can be part of this in yes. his ministry. You can be a sender for yes. every time he's at a school board. And believe me, this is front line ministry work. It and is. We really, yeah, we do encourage y'all go as God leads. Uh, man, yes. the the year end is coming, and it yes. would be great for you to get. A nice bump, oh my uh, goodness! Thank uh, you. For you, because I know y'all live by faith. Yes, and and folks, uh, it, it, this is this is so worth investing that we're. Uh, I'm proving it that we are a, yes. as well. Hey, John, there's two questions I ask people. Oh man, the very first time on the show. Uh, All right, there's no wrong answers. Okay. But the, okay, so the first one is perception. Uh, most people, uh, you know, they, they live through the lens of perception. So what is your perception of of our me or our ministry or my wife? What, what, what is your perception of me in the, in the short time you've known us? Well, you have definitely displayed uh, an ability to have a quiet spirit, right? But I know that there's a storm raging in you. <laughs> All right, that you can, you can release. Uh, to I'll say you can unleash the fury at any moment, <laughs> but you have that thing bottled up. You know what I mean? And you let it out when it needs to come out. Yeah. But when yeah. it doesn't need to come out, it's almost like you know things are calm and still. But in the moment's notice, if you need to. Mm. Get down to business. You can do that, and that's the definition of a man. And I appreciate that. I, I I learned early on in my walk that meekness is power under control. Right. And yes. And th- there is, uh, I do think there is such strength. I I see young men wasting their energy mm. trying yes. to prove that they're something and i'll just say this real quick i was sitting on a curb one time eating some chinese food in front of a gym right and this guy walks out and he's got a tank top on and he's swollen he's walking 
and I felt like the Lord said, you, you need to, you need to reach out to him. I'm like, Oh Lord, I'm just trying to enjoy my, he walks by me and I said, Hey man, what are you afraid of? And he stopped and he turned. He said, what'd you say? And I'm eating my food. I said, what are you, what are you so afraid of? Cause I ain't afraid of nobody. Nah, I ain't afraid. Of, what are you talking? And I just said, I, I just, uh, the way you walk, it's like you're trying to prove you're not afraid instead of just, well, I said, now, trust me, I believe you can do the deal. But I said, uh, can I ask you something? He's like, yeah. I said, uh, has anybody ever told you you got what it takes? Has mm. any man ever told you that? And he goes, no. I said, well, I'm telling you, you do. Come and on, you ain't got to prove it. And I said, you know, I, I know I'm just a, I look like an old man sitting on a curb eating Chinese food, <laughs> which I am. But I said, maybe Google my name later. <laughs> And it may give you better context for what right. I just said to you. I watched him go to his truck. He climbs up in a big truck. I see him pull out his phone, and he does. I'm watching from the side. I see him, and he goes. And he starts bouncing with excitement. And I, I go, man, I hope that was a good touch. And, Lord, thank you for prompting me. Otherwise, he could have gone on for a lot of years. <laughs> right still trying to prove it right versus right. knowing that he is right. so the second question last one all right <laughs> i talked about death earlier and we mm. all are gonna die unless christ comes back and you know does that whole group thing but i've heard i tell people i believe jesus is coming soon either corporately or personally uh guaranteed but what what does john amachuku believe when you die what happens to you and why do you believe it i believe that you your soul is released and what is left is the remains you know the corpse and i believe that your soul goes and awaits judgment right the final the final the final judgment and i do believe that every man on the face of this planet needs to understand the severity of that moment and what takes place and what happens. And if you don't know Christ as your personal savior, you need to be secure and sure in the next second and in your next breath. How can they, uh, I got guys listening and women, yeah. I got moms, I got truck drivers, I got doctors, sure. pros, they're listening going, right. Or watching saying, I, I don't have that assurance. I, yeah. How can you help them to know that they can? Well, this, the assurance comes from embracing the redemptive work that Christ did on Calvary's cross. That's where it comes from. You know, to a person who doesn't know Christ and they're lost and they're prepared for judgment and hell's fire, this life can be nothing more than a horror story. Okay, but for the individual that knows Christ as their personal savior, like me and like you, Victor, this is not a horror story. This is a drama Yeah. because we've read the end of the book mm. and we know that we overcame Satan by the blood of the lamb yeah. and by the word of our testimony. testimony. We want you to have the same assurance mm. 
Repeat after me if you're riding in the car, if you're sitting at home, wherever you are. Say, Lord, come into my heart. I accept you as my personal Savior. I repent of my transgressions, and I want to be made clean and whole. Save me, Jesus. Say that again. Save me, Jesus. Mm -hmm. One more time. Save me, Jesus. And I say to you, those who are listening, if you've repeated that with me, you now have been translated from darkness to light. And you have the same hope that I mentioned, the, 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 the assuredness of knowing that one day you'll meet Jesus Christ. I'm confident today that if I died, that I would meet Christ, my Savior, and I would have access to streets paved in gold. I would have access to gates that are named by precious stones. I would drink from the crystal fountain, and there would be no more weeping and no more crying, no more suffering and no more sorrows. If you repeated that with me earlier, you now have this same hope. And I say to you, now that you have this hope, this hope makes you not ashamed. Yeah. Find a local sh- church. Find yeah. a pastor. Don't find a woke preacher. Find a yeah. true preacher. Go to that church. Submit yourself to the church. And God will lead you through this journey. God bless you. Love it. Thank you for uh, sharing that. Some lives are changed, folks. If you contact us here, you go to victormarks.com. Contact us through the website. We'll send you a Bible or resources to get you going. Uh, We're not asking you for money, so don't worry. We are not that sort. We just want to see you grow, be equipped, and become a warrior for the Lord. John, thank you, brother, for that. Yeah, what what a great day. Hugs to your bride and family. Yes. And we will see you soon. You got it. In a few days. (laughs) In a few days. Take care, brother. Thank you. You're welcome. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, remember, do it for the glory of God. Uh, Life is so much more fulfilling, even through the hardships, because you know you're doing God's will. God bless y'all. Now, now go get it done. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.